evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's episode of Triggered. I'm your host, Zachary Clark, and you all know my co-host, Adam Furman. Adam, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I was doing good, and then I checked the radar. Rate, radar. Yeah. Yep. Are you on like a navy ship looking for bogeys? Yeah, navy ship, and there's this new technology named radar. Oh, fancy! I've never heard of this red red air before. Yeah, sometimes it's faulty though. Picks up a bunch of animals when, uh, you know, it says that it's airplanes. Uh, could pick up some sort of bogeys that people think might be extraterrestrials, UFOs, maybe haps, maybe haps. No, 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 just uh, ghost planes coming in off the Pacific. Oh, ghost planes! You gotta watch out for those. And that's when they saw the World War II fighter fly out of the cloud bank. Oh, oh my gosh. It's like an episode of Scooby-Doo. Yes, maybe. And then Ben Affleck saves the day. It's, it's, actually, it's actually Josh Hartnett. Because <laughs> oh. Josh Hartnett actually disappeared from the public eye. Oh, Shots fired on Josh Hartnett. <laughs> He's also on Black Hawk Down, wasn't he? Was he? You have the computer in front of you. I believe that he. I believe he was like the main guy. I don't want to look up Josh Hartnett's filmography, but I will. <laughs> hey, because he was like, uh, I thought he was like the main character who had like these grandiose visions of like, you know, he had like this political philosophy he was talking about. Hmm. Very, like, idealistic throughout the whole film. Is he the guy that fell out of the helicopter? <laughs> what? The only thing I remember he... about that movie is it, everything went to hell because one of the guys fell out of the helicopter and then he was, like, all wounded and injured and then they couldn't get out of there. All right. He was most recently in a film called Wrathman, which had a 90% audience score and had a $27.3 million box office. He played a character named Boy Sweet Dave. No. no. Black Hawk Down. Just check that Black Hawk Down. <laughs> all right. All right. And I'm going to come out. In the aughts. Yeah, it came out before Pearl Harbor. That was him though, right? He played Eversman. He I played literally what? have no memory of him. Every person? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Eddie Murphy. It's like Betty Professor, but Black he, Hawk Down. He played all of the roles in the film. <laughs> it was Josh Hartman. Yeah, it was, you know... Well acted. People, people forget that. Josh Hartnett. He, uh... <laughs> he actually played every role in the movie Black Hawk Down. Fact check that, news. Oh, but I almost forgot where... Coming to you live from the back of an SUV firing fireworks at other people in cars. <laughs> Uh, apparently that was a common practice this weekend. All those in area or in Chicago, like in the entire nation, everywhere. Sweet. People were going a buck, buck wild. Which reminds me that we have some news from the scanner, scanner radio, Ethan Lind subjects in two vehicles shooting Roman candles at each other. QPD in area. This was just one of like, uh, like dozen posts of people in town firing fireworks at each other, other people's houses, the police. <laughs> at the police station? Yeah, they were firing fireworks at the police, apparently going buck wild. 
These ones are just having a running uh, Roman candle battle down the streets of town. <laughs> Absolutely buck wild. It was like all over the country. And it, I make I I probably heard fireworks every day, even since then. Yeah. Every night. I don't know. I don't know. I saw one meme. It was like they must have had a buy one get fifty thousand free sale at all of the fireworks places this year. Yeah. They're all they're all <laughs> a lot cheaper than what I thought they would be. Yeah. So it was just like hey, it, was, it was little I had to get up to go to the bathroom at like five AM on uh, Monday morning after the fourth and there was a fireworks thing going off like a lot. It wasn't just like a couple things. It was like in my residential neighborhood. No, I definitely remember uh I don't know if it would have been so the morning of the 6th, maybe? So, like, the, the next day morning, uh, I heard some stuff going off, and it was early, like, 2, 3 a.m. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, because whatever, people, people, you know, wiling out. But at 5 a.m., the sun was coming up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Why is this happening still? <laughs> I'm saying... That first, in the first shift, and get up early, and then just shoot off the rest of your fireworks before the sun rises. I guess. That's how I like to wake up in the morning. I get myself my cup of coffee, and I step outside, and launch, about, launch about 15 mortars <laughs> in my residential neighborhood. <laughs> Not good. Not good. But, uh, oh, I wanted to put this public service announcement. First off, fireworks are dangerous, but also people aren't aware enough of the danger of children's swings. Not, you can't go too long before you might stumble across a story like this. Lewiston, Missouri, 15-year-old stuck in a child's swing. Lewis County Fire Department en route. (laughs) You do this, these kids, they don't understand, but they try to get into, they try to get into the baby swings. And so you have like a teenager and they've stuck their legs in, so they go, ah, it's a funny joke. But then it's like, they can't get any leverage to get themselves out of it, and their legs are too big to fit through the hole, so they're jammed in there. And if they try to stand up or get out of it, it just like goes up with them and they're just trapped in there. And there's no way out. Yeah. If you problem. are not a baby, do not get in a baby swing. <laughs> great officers to just show up with a bottle. Like a milk. Oh, the baby gets stuck in his swing again? Oh, little baby, we'll get you out of there. Don't you worry, not. Oh. Shut up, guys. <laughs> oh, did little Danny get stuck again in the swing? Oh, this is the third time now, isn't it, Danny? Just shut up. Just get me out of here. <laughs> oh, little Danny. Don't you cry, little Danny. We'll get you right out of that mean old swing. It'd be great. But you know what's not great? Fugitives. That's why we lock them back in jail. Dun, 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 dun. Three of the four, anyway. But these four guys had busted out of the clink. Uh, and uh, we finally rounded them up. I think they'd been out about a week. Except for the guy who I consider the ringleader. The rest of these guys look like classic dopey criminals. But then you have the ringleader. <laughs> <laughs> Zachary Hart. <laughs> Zachary Still on Hart. the loose. Zach- Zachary Hart. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> Still on the loose. Look at that terrifying gentleman. He could be lurking outside your homes at this very moment. Waiting. Did you hear that? Did you hear that sound? It is a stormy night. 
And he's like, he's looking and he's rain spattered from the weather and he's staring in your window. Better not crush my sunflowers. <laughs> what, what, what were they in jail for? Uh, various things. Uh, I can't remember. Uh... Zachary Hart is 36 years old. He's six foot six, 170 pounds, brown hair, green eyes. Among other crimes, Hart has been accused of home invasion and fleeing from police. <laughs> fleeing from police, really? Yeah, he, he he is from Canton, which is where I was born. <laughs> Wait a second, how tall are you? <laughs> uh, six foot four. Thank you very much. I was gonna say six six stick out. And I'm a bit higher than one seventy these days. <laughs> I was say one seventy and six six. Yeah. Yeah. They believe he's no longer in the area. They had got him back in Illinois, extradited him from Kentucky, apparently, for his bad crimes. So he he could be across state lines already. Waiting to terrorize other unsuspecting towns and areas. Yeah, I don't know why you would go across state lines. You'd probably <laughs> going over to Missouri. That's uh, it's not a gamble I would take. Try to do that sneer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quite do it. Yeah, no, it was it was me like three weeks ago before I got my hair cut. I've actually escaped the jail. Zachary Hart, yeah, that's a very clever alias I came up with. <laughs> Suck it, feds! You'll never find me. Undisclosed location. <laughs> no, you you said it's the back of an SUV shooting fireworks off at cars. Completely inconspicuous. No one will be any the wiser. <laughs> oh, let's look here for a second. Well, the while the screen loads up. Oh, what's this? Breaking news! Breaking news! Adam! Adam! Breaking news coming in on the wire. Justin, FBI investigators oh. found a fully assembled U.S. Capitol Lego toy at a January 6th riot leader's home. <gasps> the smoking gun. So dumb. Adam, it was all planned. This is, this is very dumb. It's not news. It was <laughs> clearly, as evidenced by the Lego display... They had the capital layout in Lego form to plan their incursion. Case closed. Shut the book on it. Insurrection. Worst attack on America since the Civil War. Case closed. That makes my no brain No more arguments. It makes my brain hurt why this was national news and people ran with it. Um, it's clearly indicating that was it, the scam? it was premeditated. <laughs> the invasion was premeditated. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 hold on, hold on, Adam, hold on. I can't reconcile this. Wait, wait. No, no, it was instigated by Trump at the rally. No, 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 no. It was in, it was premeditated by the leaders with the Capitol Lego building, but Trump was in on it too. And then they said, "Okay, we're planning this." So Trump, you at the rally then are going to instigate or pretend to instigate the mob to go to the Capitol building, which we already had planned as evidenced by the Capitol building Lego set that we had set up in my house. So no one, <laughs> it's not like the movies where they're like, Hey, here's my scale model of how we're going to steal this billion dollars from this casino. You know, that's exactly this is what how happened here. This is how going to get you back to 1985 or whatever, you know? <laughs> when, when the lightning strikes the clock tower. Yeah. You're going to 
she's driving 55 miles an hour or 88. whatever. I thought he couldn't get up to 88. No, that was in the third one. Oh. When they went to the, the Old West. Oh, okay. Okay, so he could get up to 88, but he just couldn't activate the flux capacitor. Correct. He needed no. 1.21 gigawatts of power. Okay, I see I'm Where can you get that kind of power back in 1950 or whatever? I knew that it was 88 miles an hour. I just thought it was. No, you were incorrect. You didn't know anything. I got my, <laughs> I got my uh, <laughs> Act 2 motivation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your punishment is you have to be gunned down by Libyans. <laughs> ah, I'm a Libyan! <laughs> Wow, there are devastating crimes in this country, like planned insurrections and murders rampant in the city of Chicago. At least we've found time to focus on the things that really matter. Chicago announces that it will provide free condoms to all public school children ages 10 and up. Nope. Yeah. Wrong. School children. I... Condoms. <laughs> Tin it up. <laughs> and these are being handed out by adults. Uh, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm imagining they're not, the schools aren't run by kids. I just imagine Lori Lightfoot herself down at the local middle school. <laughs> just a bucket full of condoms. Make sure you're wrapping this around your penis, child. Oh my gosh. That's hey kids, come over here. <laughs> Mr. Anderson's got a treat for you guys. Uh, like, no, no, no. No. Oh. Yeah, and we were talking about this today. And I'm like Apparently the people in the Chicago school district don't understand sex crimes. Because and, or they're just, like, completely unconcerned with them. Because I think that's... in the state of Illinois, if you engage in any sexual conduct and you're under the age of 17, you're committing a sex act. A crime. Class A misdemeanor at least. Yes. It's just a, a misdemeanor that you can be fined up to $1,000 and spend a year in jail. It is illegal... It is illegal for children to engage in sexual conduct in the state of Illinois. I don't understand. I, 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 this never came up my entire career as a child. I was, I was accosted several times with sex ed. Never once did they tell me that actually it's illegal to do this, the stuff that they're describing. No, it's a weird thing. It's like, uh, on some level, they've acknowledged that they have a problem. And yeah. their solution is <laughs> quite literally like throwing a band-aid at them. These kids are raping each other and committing sex crimes. We should give them condoms. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Shouldn't we, shouldn't we try to stop them from doing the sex crimes? Yeah, no, well, you know, they're just kids. It's just sex, man. It's not a big deal, but they should probably be safe. They should probably be safe when they're committing sex crimes against each other. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand this. <laughs> oh, it's so messed up. It's like, it's like at least their bodies will be fine, but, you know, <laughs> their mental state, oh, that's, <laughs> we're going to kind of kick Well, it just doesn't make a lick of sense. I just, I just think that nobody knows about this. I think that it's a, it's like arcane knowledge that I stumble across of deep in the criminal code. <laughs> One day when I was working at the courthouse in the library, a stack of books above my head, thumbing through them, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Everyone's a sex criminal. I don't get it. <laughs> Everyone is. Yeah, just about. 
If you got, if you ever got to second base when you weren't seventeen years old, both parties, <laughs> you've committed a class A misdemeanor in the state of Illinois. <laughs> Let me say this. My child will definitely know that, well, well, she'll probably also know, like, you know, details about how the miracle of life is. She will also know that it's a crime and she's not allowed to do that or she'll be put in jail for up to a year <laughs> before she turns 17 years old. Officer, I'd like to... <laughs> you make the scanner. <laughs> Father reports his daughter... <laughs> And her boyfriend. Like, I want to press charges, officer. Uh, that's not how it works. I want them. I want them. Oh, one year. I've, I've seen TV. I'm pressing charges. That means you have to arrest them. That's what it means. They're pressed. The charges. Yeah. You know, pressing. <laughs> yeah. Something I don't. I don't get at all. So. Hey, everybody out there, tell your kids. Hey, it's all fun and games. Everybody's like, oh, man, sex is cool. You can just do whatever you want, teenagers or whatever. Crimes, and you're going to get on a list. You have to put your name on a list. You have to tell your neighbors that you're a sex pest for the rest of your days. Oh, I forgot about the list. Yeah, definitely. It's If you want to Google it up, just Google up Illinois... Criminal sexual abuse. You can read up all about it. Fun stuff. Hey, and do yourself a favor and don't look up any of the cases. No. No. Nope. Haunt your dreams. Oh. Well, I did. I did make a, a mistake though, according to current orthodoxy. Uh, and I. Uh, uh, said my daughter and her boyfriend in the imagined future were in sh she's being arrested by me accusing her of committing sex crimes. <laughs> I shouldn't have assumed that it would be a boyfriend in this day and age, Adam. Imposing my heteronormative <laughs> experiences and projecting them. It's not right, you see, Adam, it's not right to project your own uh, experiences and, and identities onto other things and people. That's just not right. Oh, no? Unless you're gay. Wait a second. That doesn't seem consistent. <laughs> A new Pixar film recently came out called uh, Luca, and it, it is about uh, two merfolk who venture out into the human world and go on a wacky adventure and find acceptance by the community that once hunted them for prey. Uh, and apparently people were saying that this, uh, the story of childhood friendship, the characters were actually gay and they were shipping the two main male characters together. Yeah. These two young boys, children probably of the age of seven. Yeah. See, there's the there's the issue, there's the rub. Uh, and this is this is something that's been going on in fiction, I guess, for the past like seven, eight years is where you have uh, this is a pre romance style story. So there's like meant for kids. Meant for kids, not meant for teens. There's no like boyfriend girlfriend. There's no like romantic interest. It's a friendship driven like uh, I don't know, like the chapter books you read in grade school, you know, middle grade. But uh, I do know uh, that there are certain <laughs> people or uh, interest groups that do push for lowering that romance and pushing it down into like the middle grade. Uh, grade school uh, style stories for like books and TV shows and movies. Uh, I don't know. So there's a point where it's like, why don't you let the kids be kids and develop friendships? Uh, they don't need to be knowing some of the stuff. 
Well, we talked about that last week. Uh, boys aren't allowed to be friends with each other in media anymore. And the debate is over whether Pixar's Luca is a gay romance. It shows how... The debate over whether Pixar's Luca is a gay romance shows how little control creators have over interpretations of their work and why it's better for everyone if they don't have final say. And no. uh, I, don't, I, I don't advocate ever clicking on a Polygon article, but I did. I ventured into its depths for purposes of discussion. And uh, here's the gist. And they brought up other things, but uh, basically what it comes down to is sometimes in media there will be two male characters who uh, are close. And so, as discussed last week, that makes them gay. But not gay, but yes, gay. Because it should be okay for men to have close friendships, but it's also okay if we say that that can exist and every single time it's portrayed in media that they're actually gay. And they, they got into the, apparently, the Winter Soldier in the new Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV series thing on Disney+. Plus. They were saying Bucky and the Falcon were actually gay for each other. <laughs> and in uh, the latest thing was this animated series where uh, prepubescent children <laughs> were experiencing brotherly friendship and they uh, had to be gay and they're saying that the creators of the shows come out and say actually no they aren't there was no you know that wasn't any, anywhere part of like the story building process we weren't putting any sort of you know canon uh, you know homosexual relationship between these two characters or what have you did, did you watch the film? I did, actually. We watched it tonight. It's pretty good. Because uh, they also have a female character. Uh, I think her name is Julia. Yes. And, like, there's also no romantic connection with uh, between her and either of the boys. I mean, it's, like, also straight correct. up like, gang of children, you know, joining together and going on an adventure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know, because, like, there's this thing, right? Uh... Because the two boys are merfolk, and they come on land, but then the one uh, is beginning to learn about the human world through the girl who he yeah. friends, and then the other guy, he's jealous because she's right. taking his her, his friend away from him and all this stuff, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, the thing, I don't know, is interesting, is a kind of twist on like the whole friends on the wrong side of the tracks type deal that's yeah. what i got i don't know i thought it was fine i didn't i don't understand the the thing and like we talked about last time and this guy says why is it every time two male characters have a close friendship or relationship they have to be gay is it homophobia heterophobia i have some male friends that i have known for many years and are very close to i love them loving your friends doesn't make you gay nor straight true but and i don't know because it's like, like I said, people project their own thing onto different media. And, and that's sort of what the article was talking about was, yeah, they do that. And they do it because there is insufficient representation, even though, I don't know about that, <laughs> of, of these sorts of relationships in popular media. And that uh, they're so hungry for these gay relationships that they're going to Imagine them places where it's not explicit and that the creatives should be coming out and squashing all their fun that they're having. But if they were to, say, project heteronormative relationships onto things, if two, if a boy and a girl, for example, the same show, like you said, the other friend is a girl named Julia and Luca and Julia become close friends as well. But there is absolutely no sort of romantic relationship between them either. And also, it's like, they're different species, and I don't think that... I don't know how this works in real life, if this were not a fantasy cartoon for children. <laughs> but I wanted to build out the interspecies romances. 
<laughs> in no, the no, fictional just, universe of Luca. <laughs> yeah, you're getting weird. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. It's just you know they've a fun children's story about uh, an outsider being accepted and learning about the broader world and those sorts of things. They're trying to again through projection. They're like, oh, this has so many parallels to the gay experience about how they're outsiders and eventually they need to find acceptance by the normie people or whatever. But I don't, I don't know anything about any of this. I don't know anything about much of anything, but I do know that I find it a little strange. But, uh, you know, maybe that's just the way it's going. Maybe it's because they're trying to convert the children. But no, no, they would never. That's just that's just a conspiracy. Yeah, that was like the fear mongering stuff from like the nineties and stuff. Right? Oh yeah, and earlier it's like oh, and like all those like infomercials or whatever from the fifties or whatever. The gays are coming for your kids. They're gonna convert them to be gay. Yeah, that stuff is just like. Yeah, it would wait. Hold on, hold on. I've just discovered something. <laughs> San Francisco Gay Chorus put together a musical medley called We're Coming for Your Children, wherein they talk about converting them. Uh-oh. Adam. These these conspirators, they've come they've come out of the closet and revealed themselves. Uh, I've got questions already. I've got questions. I've got they've They've revealed themselves and their true intents to come after your kids. Dun, 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 doo, doo. It's true! <laughs> Ever since the 50s or whatever when they made those fear documentaries like Reefer Madness or whatever about the gays coming after your kids. It was right the whole time. Look, proof. The San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus came out and they started singing a song about converting children. Oh. I knew it was only a matter of times before those tricky gays tipped their hand and let us in on their secrets. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'll let that linger for a minute because you have yeah. people on the right like oh Dinesh D'Souza here yeah yeah, uh, who are uh, coloring it as a uh, literally that playing right into the thing and it's clear that they were doing a thing they, they were doing a thing they were playing on that old, uh, you know, trope of the gay conspiracy to convert your children it, when they're making this. Because they were doing it tongue-in-cheek. I listened, like, the first, like, minute of the thing, and it wasn't very good. And it was just kind of off-putting. But they are like, we're going to convert your children to being tolerant individuals. <laughs> and stuff like this. <laughs> They'll be exposed to all the things you tried to protect them from on the internet, like information. <laughs> See, because that's the uh, the counter narrative. Because you have the insidious gays trying to convert your children to to become homosexuals, and then on the other side you have those backward homophobic rednecks that are closeted gays that are just trying to. Uh, you know, oppress uh, the homosexuals because they're so afraid of them and they're actually you know, harming their own children and trying to perpetuate their intolerance by keeping them from knowing the truth and all this stuff. 
They just, just, they just don't want, they're dumb, uninformed, and they don't want to change. If they, if they had just looked up some of the facts on it, they'd know that, you know, whatever and whatever. Ignorant hillbillies and rednecks. I get the cure. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I don't know because I did look it up recently because I was curious about this. I, they, they, no one knows what makes people gay or why That's they're what gay. I was gonna say, converting thing. I'm like, uh, uh, it's not a. They they've done some genetic research and there are genes that are uh, more correlated with. Uh, with gay people, like so, you do okay. You get your sample right, and this like these people identify as gay. This is their genetic code. They're twenty three and Me results or what have you. <laughs> you are not twenty three and Me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and these are the guys that identify as straight, and these are their twenty three and Me's. And we can see, all right, is there a thing that's different? And it's inconsistent, and there isn't any particular genes or any group of genes themselves that are determinative. So you have people that are straight that have the gay genes, and you have people that are gay that don't have the gay genes and these kinds of things. So it's not a, a genetic component. So there's probably some element of socialization involved in right. why people are gay and, and how this all happens. And I, don't, I don't know. There's also... Uh, they've done twin studies on that too, because that's what how you can uh, you can test things to see about like the whole nature versus nurture of twins, and uh, the twin studies on that have come out as inclusive as well. Yeah, I'm sure there's some situations out there where you have identical twins where one twin is gay. Why would that be? They have identical DNA, so maybe it's not something you're born with. Maybe it is Maybelline. Maybe. Oh, that's a that's that's striking then because it's not actually if it's it's not something you're born with. It's not something that's like uh, immutable, so to speak. Nothing like you know the color of your skin, which even that I mean, as we talked about last week with the transracial stuff and transhumanism and whatnot. Yeah. You know, some people might just be ape gender. Oh, I need to get that flag out, out front. <laughs> the ape gender flag? The ape gender flag. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh, you're so tolerant, and you would never know. You would never know. <laughs> so tolerant here. Like, what is this? Yeah, if you if you don't end up doing that, I'll be sad. This is something, definitely like, something wrong with you. <laughs> Return the <to> monkey. <laughs> Literally. No, I identify as a chimpanzee now. Chimpanzee? Yeah, ape gendered. Oh, I was thinking more like gorilla. No, gorillas are weak. Weak. Chimps. That's where it's at. I don't know. I saw those gorillas at the zoo, and they look—they uh, <laughs> look pretty jacked. <laughs> yeah, they—they're actually gentle giants. Is that why Harambe went to heaven? Hundred <laughs> percent. Chimps, on the other hand, they make war. <laughs> Chimps are cannibals. They—they <laughs> they commit uh, intertribe genocide, and they're like. They plot murderers and stuff. I think the... Oh, okay. I don't know enough. So if you wanted to be a gentle giant herbivore living in the misty mountains of the Congo, then, okay. Gorilla is for you. If you're trying to convert species and become ape-gendered gorilla. But if you want to be based... <laughs> <laughs> Chimpanzee is the way to go. I need to get a, I need to create my own flag subscription. <laughs> Everyone can get a different flag. <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, you should get a flag, but uh, I don't know. Maybe you don't want to have an American flag. 
the New York Times, the paper of record, one of the most storied newspapers in the United States of America, had had this this piece that they put out yeah. on July 3rd. Today, flying the American flag from the back of a pickup truck or over a lawn is increasingly seen as a clue, albeit an imperfect one, to a person's political affiliation in a deeply divided America. Yeah. Oh, oh. Remember five years ago it was the Confederate flag? Now it's just the American flag. Yeah, I think that it does. It does signal something to me. It signals something to me <laughs> that uh, a person's political affiliation is people who love America and are Americans, <laughs> and subversive rebels who hate America and are trying to destroy it. They need to take a helicopter ride. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, where's where's America's Pinochet when you need him? Oh, he's coming. Well, that's probably not too far from the truth. Things start down this path. But, yeah, apparently, if you love America so much that you fly the flag, that is clear that you are one of those... one of those other people who love America... You're clearly a racist, redneck Republican. Yeah, you cling to your Bible and your guns and your flags of the country. Not, not, probably not the flag of black America. You did hear probably that there is actually a black national anthem that isn't America's national anthem. Maybe there's a black American flag that isn't the... Star Spangled Banner. I did not hear this. Yeah, it's, uh... Oh, man. I can't remember what it's called. Lift every voice and sing. Lift every voice and sing. Uh, Is what uh, some uh, people consider to be the Black National Anthem. Whatever. There, there isn't a black national anthem. There's a national anthem. Uh, it was written on the, off the shores of uh, Maryland when Fort McHenry was under siege. Yeah. Was it like the War of 1812? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't get that. There's. Listen, I don't know. I don't understand. I mean, because obviously it's free country, so you can do whatever you want. And unless you're trying to, like, take control of institutions of power and government and then uh, impose your will on me through the force of law and the authority of the state. That's, that's not what you're not, you're not allowed to do that, that part. You, otherwise you can do whatever you want. And you know, that's, that's America. So, I mean, you can have whatever song you like to sing when you celebrate the country that you live in, but it's not the national anthem because the national anthem is like the official thing or whatever. I don't know. Maybe one of these days in the near future, the old Star Spangled Banner won't be the national anthem anymore. And maybe the flag that apparently is a device's symbol and a clue to your political affiliations, the political affiliations of those who love America and those who oh, don't. <laughs> Zachary, this is a replay of the Weimar Republic. I've seen this show before. And then, you know, you can have a new flag that's, you know, uh, the, is it, it's that, uh, the, the trans and, uh, demisexual and it's on top of the pride flag. It's got like the triangles on the side. Maybe that's the new American flag. Post-revolution. When the people that think that the other political party that loves America and has the American flag flying, when the other people win, then maybe that's what we'll have. But until that day, I say, until that day, until you, until the victory is had, there is only one flag, and it doesn't symbolize any particular party. It's a symbol of America, and there's only one national anthem. 
It was written by Francis and Scott Key. And Don't Tread on Me by Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> don't Tread on Me. Wow, wow, wow. Down, down. Don't Tread on Me. Down, wow, wow. Down, down. Don't Tread on Me. Man, that's such a jam. I'm listening to that when this show's over. <laughs> and don't get it twisted. America is a nation of diversity, and it always has been. And it always will be. It is the only multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-racial uh, nation in the entire world. And in the entire history of the world. This is the only place it's ever happened, friends. We're so diverse that there are even stock images on stock image sites that you can use to show how diverse you are, including the director of national intelligence in their recruiting posters. Oh, look at this. There's such a diverse group of people. You'd hardly know that they photoshopped this blind guy... <laughs> This lady in a wheelchair. Zoom, zoom in. Zoom in on that. Can you do that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can. Uh, like, this is, this is a lot better, yes. It's, who, do, who do you want to say? The, the blind guy. It's fairly, it's fairly obvious. The lighting's all wrong. Yeah, he's being lit from the wrong direction. He's casting a shadow on pure light down here. <laughs> uh, that was the thing that stuck out of me, and then and then I was able to see that the uh, lady in the wheelchair also. Oh yes, this fine lady here. Yeah, I like. Someone pointed out this guy's got. He's got a little something going on in the back. He's rocking a little bit of a mullet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Who? The blind guy? Yeah, the blind guy. And he can't even see himself, is what someone commented. Oh, no. Rocking, rocking such a glorious hairstyle, and he can't even see himself. It's a shame, too, he's not in, like, you know, white suit with, like, a pink or turquoise t-shirt. <laughs> it's a real shame, frankly. Miami Vice style. Yeah. So, apparently, the... The shutter sh sh stock or wherever they pulled this from didn't have the multicultural workplace stock image that included blind and or disabled people, so they had to Photoshop them into the image. Uh, and they found the original, uh, in the the actual name of the image from uh, Shutterstock was "Portrait of Multicultural Office Staff Standing in Lobby." Oh, this will be perfect for a recruiting poster. I mean, I understand it. Okay, listen. You probably have got uh, a very diverse range of ethnicities and races and national origins in, in your spook agency. You, you, <laughs> you tricky spies. But you don't want to reveal their images for your public uh, employment recruiting poster. So you have to get stock images to do this. Uh, you know, it all comes together. Uh, let me see if I can... Oh, this was my favorite one, though. Someone went ahead and photoshopped blind guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> onto every single one of the people in the picture. <laughs> yes, even wheelchair lady. <laughs> and it actually it looks more like something that I would probably expect to see out of the spy agency. It's just a bunch of white guys wearing dark sunglasses and suits. Yeah. Saying, we're the ATF, you have to obey us. Yeah. Exactly. Uh but you know, hey, it's I, I don't want to I don't want to naysay the NSA or anybody. I mean, uh, our public institutions have our best interests at heart. <laughs> They're working hard to find those Lego sets for the next attack. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how you get to track it down. 
I need a list of everyone who's, who's purchased from Amazon. <laughs> any models of any of these public federal buildings. The White House, the Capitol, Supreme Court building. Oh my gosh, the whole thing. Do they, wait, do they sell? Was that like his own model as the Capitol building? Or do they sell like the Capitol building Lego set? They sell the Capitol building Lego set. The FBI's in on it. <laughs> They're the ones that are actually selling it. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you really want to buy this? It's just an op. <laughs> hey, we have the we have the Pentagon and the White House and the, uh, you know, yeah, Oklahoma City. People were, people were posting different pictures of different Lego sets. There was like the British Parliament, and they're like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's Guy Fox all over again, but it's not like it's not like a uh, a public agency would 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 trump up some sort of I don't know public health emergency just to like enrich insiders and in themselves. That's not a thing that would happen. <laughs> Wait, didn't we do a thing about entrapment of <laughs> Muslim extremists? Extremists? Adam, Adam, those guys were clearly extreme, and they were just trying to put together evidence to catch them. They obviously weren't <laughs> trying to catfish them <laughs> and then talk them into doing terrorism. What kind of an FBI would that be? But I did come across this, and I want to... I think I will have to save this image and then use this technique in the future for an explain-it-to-me-like-I'm-five situation. And this is a brief explainer on what, you know, one take of the whole pandemic lockdown situation. <clears throat> this is, I don't get it. I don't understand it. What are you trying to say? You're trying to say that these government people try to get rich or whatever? I don't get it. Explain it to me like I'm five. Uh, uh, medicine man tell Grug stay inside. Medicine man say Grug gets sick and change weather if he go outside. Medicine man steal Grug's meat while he stay inside. <laughs> he continues. <laughs> Medicine man say Grug must give up club. Medicine man invite foreign tribe to attack Grug. Medicine man take meat from Grug and give to foreign tribe. Grug, Grug. Grug's mad about this. And that's exactly what happened with the coronavirus. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh... I do want to talk about this because it just grinds my gears. Sandy Hook parents are suing gun manufacturers. Yes, Sandy Hook from 2012 are suing Remington because they made the gun that the crazy guy used to shoot children. And apparently their lawyers <laughs> oh, <yeah>. are idiots. <laughs> But they have friends in the media. Wait, whose lawyers? Whose lawyers are idiots? The Sandy Hook parents' lawyers are idiots. Oh, okay. I can't stand this. I've dealt with this blight many a time, and it just ooh, grinds my gears. But anyway, there was a story. Apparently, as part of this lawsuit, they had discovery. Discovery is where you request information and documents from the other party. And uh, apparently it's like, uh, they were mad. The Sandy Hook lawyer said, oh, those lawyers for Remington, they were sending us all sorts of irrelevant images. They were sending us stuff like this minion cut up, and it says filet minion. <laughs> it's so dumb, but it's so funny. Look, it's like a clip art of a farmer guy and the like couple in like a ice bucket challenges and stuff 
Why would they send us all these pictures? It doesn't make any sense. These guys are just messing around. They're not taking this seriously. Obviously, they don't care about these kids that died. Truth is that your attorneys are idiots. And they asked probably for every image and document that Remington had in their computers. Oh, absolutely. That's part I would I would bet. We want to see everything. Send us everything you see. Are you sure? Because that's going to produce like thousands and tens of millions of boxes of nonsense. We want you. We're going to hide stuff. You should probably negotiate that down so you don't have all this. It was going to be like crap. It should be a bunch of crap. You don't want all that. It's it's good because that's the thing. And they're like, no, we do want it. And so they're like, all right, we'll start with this. Yeah, here you go. Here's ten. Here's a terabyte of clip art. <laughs> clip art and internet beams. We'll get you the rest in a week. It's taken us a while. You asked for literally everything. We're a giant corporation. They do that, too. I don't understand. I'm like, hey, if I want something from somebody, I'm going to say, hey, give me this specific thing, please. And I'm like, oh, that's one thing. And and from my side, when I get one of those requests, it's like, oh, cool. Now I can know exactly what you want. I know exactly where it is and where to look. And I only have to review, like, three pages of documents. This is fine. Trouble is, you ask for everything. Now it's like... I, I I can't I can't I can't I got I have now have to review for content literally tens of thousands of pages of documents because yeah. you can't yeah, just uh, ask for what you want. Uh, to mention like uh, ah! you know, <laughs> confidential information that you have to censor for other obligations you have. Oh yeah. Oh, it's fine. You just have to... If it's too hard to, like, narrow it down, man, just send us all the stuff. I'm sure some was like, I can't just send you stuff, you idiot. And you know that. You know that because you're a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to read everything that you want me to send. And they're like, you. okay, <clears throat> okay, uh, that's fine. Uh, just get it to me on Tuesday. Yeah, like, uh, it's five days. It's more than enough time. What are you dragging your feet for? Could, where, you, where, could where? you please tell me the street address of your office? <laughs> oh, oh excuse me. <laughs> I, I I get it. I get it. How you have those <laughs> during our professional responsibility? You're like, oh my gosh, this attorney tried to do this. <laughs> he called up and put these threatening voicemails. It's like, <laughs> it's probably a guy who. <laughs> Demanded an unreasonable discovery request. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, because I mean, like, who knows? Uh, I would always try to negotiate it down, but if I'm charging by the hour or whatever, I get a bill for the associate. I have to send into the you know archives to pull out every document ever. It's gonna cost you a lot, I guess. I couldn't get the then to narrow the scope anymore. Your attorney's fees are gonna be outrageous. This is just document discovery for filet minion. <laughs> like, I don't want that. I don't want that. You're like, well, your employee shouldn't have been searching this stuff. <laughs> this is a good uh, good uh, learning opportunity. We're already bankrupt. This company is gone. Well, oh, you're just stealing money out of our creditors' mouths. I guess I don't care about that. <laughs> Oh, are you are you familiar with Pig Magazine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that poor lady. <laughs> All right. Well, and finally, to wrap up our show, we have our ice cold fact of the week coming to you straight from Ice T's Twitter feed. Ice cold fact. If you base your life on someone else's achievements instead of your own, you're destined for depression. Ice cold facts. Ice cold and ice true. Uh, what It's like Matthew McConaughey said, I don't judge myself by what other people are. I judge myself on myself. 
yesterday and from today. That other guy, the guy who I used to be, and how I've grown and improved and changed from that person. It's not about chasing some imaginary thing, but it's about building yourself up day by day to become a better person. Ice cold. Ice cold fact. He had another one that wasn't an ice cold fact. Let me see if I, if I can pull it up real quick because it was good. I don't know. Nope. Not going to find it. Sorry, Ice-T. Your other knowledge will have to remain on your Twitter feed for others to discover on their own. All right, let's turn, take a quick look through the chat and see if there's any any fun tidbits people have been posting in the, during the show. Uh, hi, hello, how's your day? It's been raining. Uh, that's my job as a dad. <laughs> hey, Steph. I should get a big flagpole. My dad offered to buy me a big flagpole for the front yard. Ooh. I say it's fine, except I will fly the Gadsden flag from it. Uh, and make sure it's lit during the night. Yeah, and I, and the, I will also put up my sign, as discussed earlier. What's my sign? Don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine was not as nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. All right, folks, that's our show for tonight. I really hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, like the video subscribe to the channel and share it around with all of your friends if you'd like you can follow us on social media our twitter handles are located conveniently on screen right in front of you uh we are here every friday and in fact at the end of the month we're coming up on one year of triggered i'd say we'd do something special but usually i put this stuff together like a half hour before the show starts so so i don't i don't have high hopes for that but we will begin season two uh maybe i'll put myself on the other side of the screen me and adam will just be swapped places it'll be other and other sorts of wild changes all right adam did you have anything you wanted to add here at the end of the show uh, just a small thing is I'm, uh, I'm well into writing a new novella about a man who, uh, seeks, uh, to neutralize a target in a, in the pit of an earth. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm watching this pitch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's good. You can work on it here. That way when yeah. the investors come in, you can get it squared away. Oh my gosh, no. It's uh, working on this uh, novella about a guy who uh, journeys uh, kind of to the center of the earth uh, for a mysterious mission uh, in uh, a kind of state-of-the-art mine, but uh, maybe more, there may be more than meets the eye type deal. So I'll work on my pitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll work on that. <laughs> A man alone descends into a pit of darkness to confront an insurgent enemy and himself <laughs> along the way. The darkness below. And it's like one of those old timey sci fi covers, and it's just like got the top of the pit. And you can actually see it because it's like a cutaway then, and it just shows the the shaft descending, and, and it slowly fades out, like it goes on was, forever. Yeah, I was thinking like him swinging on a chain or something with like machine gun. Yeah, that's like the for the foreground. It's him hanging from a chain with a machine gun, but in the background, it like shows the facility. Man, that'd be awesome. I can't wait to read this. Anyway, show that's, show that's our folks for tonight. We really hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you next week on Trigger! Good night!